To successfully lead others, you must first win within yourself. And that's understanding who you are, igniting your superpowers, and nurturing your skills. When you can do that for yourself, you can do that for your team. Successful leadership starts from the inside, or shall we say, the win side. I'm your host, Terry Lee. Let's get it. Let's go. I want to talk about being great. In particular, you being great. So what is the definition of great? And one of the definitions I found in the dictionary is an important or distinguished person. So when we talk about you or us people, you're important to someone. You're important to the world. There are people in your circle that you're important to. And you have to know that. You have to recognize that to be great. The second part of that distinguished person. Distinguished in the sense that there's only one you. So you're important to people and distinguished in the sense that there's only one you. So that equals the definition of being great. So I'm going to I want to break the word great down in an acronym that can help you understand how to be great every day. And the first letter G in great I want to talk about is gratitude. And gratitude is being thankful for where you've been, where you're at and who you are to become. Because where you've been, where you're at and who you who you are to become, all the all the experiences, all the thoughts, all the memories, all the things to come, all the things that are happening to you are a big part of where you've been, who you are and who you are to become. And we have to be thankful for all of those things because life is a journey. And in that journey, we've got to learn things. We've got to experience things and we've got to be thankful for that experience. And there's been a lot of studies on gratitude. And I want to read a couple things related to gratitude and the studies and how they can be helpful for you. So the, the first one is gratitude makes us happier. And let me read this study. Simply journaling for five minutes a day what we are grateful for can enhance your long-term happiness by over 10%. And it turns out that noticing what we already have can make us feel more positive about our lives, which makes simple sort of sense. So just writing down, being thankful for what we already have. A lot of times we want to look forward. We want to look to, if I could just get this, I'll be right. I'll be, I'll be in the position I need to be. If I can just meet this person, I'll be in the position we need to be. But if we're thankful for what we have, all those other things will come. Another study talked about gratitude increases social support. And this study said, given other social benefits of gratitude, those who are more grateful have access to more social support. And to me, what that means is, have you ever received a, a thank, thank you card from somebody, a handwritten thank you card? How did it make you feel? It made you feel great, right? Because you know you contributed something to that person. But let me ask you this. Have you ever written a thank you card? It makes you feel just as good because you're expressing that gratitude for that person. So in, in that study, it increases social support because when you show that you're thankful for people helping you and when people receive a thank you, they're more willing to support you. And in that support, we can't do things in a vacuum. Life is tough and we need social support. We need people to talk to. And increasing social support can increase our well-being. Another study, it, gratitude increases our spiritualism. So 
Practicing gratitude can help you get out of your spiritual funk. The more spiritual you are, the more likely you are to be grateful and vice versa. You, we all know the Psalm, Psalm 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be thankful in it. So every day that you wake up is an opportunity, is an opportunity to experience things and an opportunity to grow. And, and lastly, gratitude improves our overall physical health. Evidence shows that the more grateful a person is, the more likely he or she is to enjoy better physical health. And to me, that rolls up into all, all those other things because the more healthy we are physically and psychologically, the more we can be more spiritual, the more we can have more social support because the more healthy we are, we want to relate to other people, the more happier we are because when we're healthy, we're happy. So that's the G in greatness is, is just being more grateful and showing gratitude. Now let's talk about the R in great. And R stands for recognize. And what I mean recognize, I mean recognize yourself. And I'm talking about being self-aware. The definition of self-awareness is knowing and understanding your values, your passions, your aspirations, your life experiences, your reactions, your patterns, and your strengths. And let's break, let's break those down a little bit more. Values. So knowing and understanding your values, your values really drive your decisions. So doing a values audit and understanding, you know, what are the values that you strive for in your life? You know, do you want safety? Do you want health? Do you want happiness? Do you want love and respect? Do you want to give love and respect? Take an audit of your actions and that will give you some good insight in, into the values that you really have. Because it's easy to say I have these values, but the actions really show the value. So when you do a values audit, don't just write a list of values. Write a list of your actions that you do on a day-to-day -day basis. And if those actions align with the values that you want to live, then you're good. But if those actions are incongruent with the values you want to live, then you've got to do some, do some adjusting. So recognize your values because your values really move your decisions. Another part of that definition is passions and aspirations. Follow your passions. Recognize what you aspire to be. And every day, move towards what you aspire to be. Don't just sit there and dream and say, I wish. Do the next easiest thing to move towards your aspirations. And sometimes the next easiest thing is to read a book about it. The next easiest thing is to talk to somebody about it. Don't overwhelm yourself with your passions and aspirations on, I can't get that far, so I don't want to start. Start with the easiest thing and move that way. And that's a big part of self-awareness and recognizing yourself. Another part of that is experiences and reactions. Jack Canfield, the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, if you're, if you're not familiar with him, he talks about we have, we have life experiences and we have reactions to those experiences. We are closer to who we are with our reactions to those experiences. You know, when he tried to put out Chicken Soup for the Soul, he was turned down 32 times. But his reaction to those didn't stop him from getting that book out. You know, we are going to we're going to have roadblocks. We're going to have failures. We're going to have people tell us no. But we can't react in a negative way or we can't react in a way that's going to shut us down. We have to react in a way that gives us an opportunity to learn from those experiences. So we're, we're going to have bad experiences. We're going to have great experiences. And our reactions bring us closer to who we are. The other part of self-awareness is understanding our strengths. 
we we are built and wired differently to contribute to the world and we all have different strengths and we all have different talents and we have to tap into what those things are you know strengths are what energizes us what gives us momentum for the day when you think about your work that you do on a day-to-day basis your strengths are going to be things that when you leave for the day you feel energized or when you finish that task you feel energized things that are not your strengths are going to are going to drain you so being able to notice what your strengths are is very important to recognizing who you are and and being self-aware. Because now once you're self-aware, you can start moving in a direction that's more aligned with your importance and your being a distinguished person, as I talked about in the beginning, as, as definition of being great. And then the last part of recognizing yourself and being self-aware is recognizing how you're perceived by others. And this doesn't mean that you have to change how you're perceived by others, but recognize how you're perceived by others. So this this really boils down to personality, because sometimes we our personalities clash. And if we force our personality on others, we're not going to be able to build that relationship. We're not going to be able to connect and we're not going to be able to collaborate because we need we need collaboration in the world. But if you can adjust your personality to work with others, then you're going to have more more collaboration. You're going to have more productivity. You're going to have better relationships. So that external self-awareness is is recognizing how you're perceived. And if you need to make those adjustments, make them. If you don't, you don't. But uh, acknowledging and being aware how you're perceived of others gives you more information to better communicate with others and have that enhanced external self-awareness. So now we get to the E in great. And E stands for always striving for excellence. And this doesn't mean that you have to be excellent in everything. It's just striving for excellence. And there's, there's several ways that you can strive for excellence, but I, I want to touch on on three of them. And the first one is being a good noticer. And what I mean by being a good noticer is notice what's excellent, especially in the field that you want to be in or, or whatever area you want to work in. Take a take notice of what's, what excellence is and strive to work towards that excellence because success, you know, it's been said that success leaves clues. And if we look for those clues, we can pick up the patterns of, of excellence and we can pick up those things and we can incorporate those things into our personality and our style. So, so one of being a good or striving towards excellence is being a good noticer. The, the other part of striving for excellence I want to talk about is being a good listener. So the world is all also talking to you. And as we move through things, if you listen to the things that uh, grab your attention, that pull you in a certain direction of positivity and productivity, listen to those things. And as we listen to those things and gravitate to those things, the world will give you more of those things. So l- be a good listener and gravitate to what excellence is is telling you. And then thirdly, focus on what's important. A lot of times we get caught up in the minutia and things that are not important. What's important for you in in your work? What's important for you in your life? And if you can focus 80% of your day on the things that are important, excellence will surely come your way. Now let's move to the A in great. And this is really about attitude. Ask yourself, what's your attitude when it comes to life? Are you optimistic or are you pessimistic? When we have a attitude of optimism, we can always move forward. 
And I always like to look at this in terms of life being either transactional or transformational because everything we can, we can move through our whole life and have a bunch of transactions and not having anything to show for it. But we can also move through our life and have a bunch of transformations and have a lot to show for it. For example, you know, small talk. When we meet, when we meet people and the first thing we have to have is small talk. The small talk is transactional, but it's in transaction to see what we have in common. And in that small talk, if we can pick on, if we can pick up on different nuggets, of, of, of similarities or differences and begin to have conversations on how we can build things. You take that transactional conversation and you transform that into a partnership. Another example is a book. You can pick up a book and read 10 pages and forget about the 10 pages that you read. Maybe you remember one thing. That's a transaction. But if you pick up that book and read 10 pages and you take two or three elements of that 10, of that 10 pages that you read and implement some of those things into your life. You transform what was on that page. You transform your life from that information. And on that same note, think about the author who wrote that book. They took pen to paper, which is a transaction of the action of writing on a paper. That's a transaction ink to paper. You know, the ink is, is, is going down on the paper. That's a transaction. But the transformation is consistently writing on that paper to transform those writings into a book that people can learn from or, or that, that person that wrote that book can express their ideas. So when you think about being great, think about the attitude that you have. Is it merely transactional and you just move through life with several transactions or are you looking for transformation? So having an attitude of transformation is a huge step in living great. So lastly, I want to talk about the T in greatness. And this is about time and time in form of consistency. You've got to put in the time to be a great person. You got to put in the time because you are important to someone, as I talked about in the definition of being important and distinguished. You've got to put in time for the people that are important to you. You got to be consistent with them. That's why you become important. You got to put in the time to understand why you are distinguished from someone else. You got to find, you got to find that out. And then the, the being consistent is finding the patterns that make you great. For example, when is your energy? What is your, what is your highest level of energy? For some people, your highest level of energy is in the morning. For some people, it's in the middle of the day. For some people, it's at night. Create a pattern that's based on your highest level of energy, your highest level of output. And start from there. So if you want to be creative, if you're creative in the morning, wake up and start creating. If you're creative in the middle of the day, carve out space in the middle of the day to create. If you're creative at, at night, carve out space in the evening to, to create or, or do your best work. But you have to find patterns that are specific to you that put you in your best state of flow to, to live out your greatness. But you, you've got to be able to notice that. You've got to be able to recognize that. And then once you recognize it, stay consistent. Don't be bored. You know, I've done this pattern for, for 100 days. I want to try something else. Don't be distracted by somebody else trying to sell you another pattern or trying to sell you on their pattern. Stay consistent on a pattern that you know that keeps you great. So that's it. That's That's how you can be great on a daily basis. And I'll, I'll summarize this once again. It's, it's the G stands for gratitude. So that's being thankful for what we have, what we're, and what we're to have. 
being thankful for those experiences. R is recognizing you being self-aware, recognize who you are in this world and, and be self-aware and, and honor that. The E stands for excellence, always striving towards excellence. Everything you do won't be excellent, but if you're striving towards excellence, you'll, you'll get there. The A stands for attitude, you know, be transformational and not merely transactional. And then the T stands for time and time equals consistency. Put in the time, stay consistent and you'll be great. If you like this episode, please continue to follow on your favorite podcast platform or on my website, tlspeaks.com forward slash podcast, and be sure to share with your network. Thank you.